Hey, 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 this is Brian Chanson, pastor at Mid-City Vineyard Church with the weekly Mid-City Vineyard Teaching Podcast. Mid-City Vineyard is located right here in the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. We worship on Saturday nights at 6 o'clock and we'd love to have you anytime you would like to join us. If you want to learn a little bit more about us, check us out online, midcityvineyard.org, Facebook, Mid-City Vineyard Church, and of course on Instagram at Mid-City Vineyard. To kick off the new year, uh, we jumped into a, a standalone teaching called One Thing where we really look at uh, the year coming up 2019 and finding that one thing that uh, the divine might be stirring us towards as it relates to seeking after and searching after the reality and the kingdom and the way of God. So we're going to head on over to the podcast. Hope you enjoy. Much peace to you. Standalone, some standalone thoughts for us as we move in to this new year, the fifth day of a brand new year. Any of you remember the movie City Slickers with uh, 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 Billy Crystal? Come on, anybody else? Come on, come on, come on. Yes, yes, yes. All right, Michael, put this up there. So Curly, who is a, 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 a what is Curly? He's a he's a dude rancher, right? He's one of those guys, and and, and Billy and his friends, uh, Mitch. And his friends, they go out this this dude ranch, and they're they're herding cattle, and they're they're taking this this two week vacation to kind of work through their midlife crisis, to to get their lives in order and figure things out. And uh, in this particular scene, and I wanted to show the scene, but we can't get the internet in here. So in this particular scene, Curly, the old guy on the left, is telling Mitch. He says, "You know, here's the thing with all you 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 city dwellers." He says, "You you spend." 50 weeks out of the year getting your rope all tied up in knots and then you come out here for two weeks thinking that you can just untangle the whole thing and everything is just going to be fine once again. He says, but the truth is, Mitch, he says, this is the secret to life right here. And Mitch looks at him in classic Billy Crystal fashion. He goes, your finger? And he says, no, 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 no. One thing, one thing. Mitch says, well, well, what is it? And Curly says, well, that's, that's for you to figure out. That's for you to figure out. Potentially, it's something slightly different for every single person, according to, to Curly. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Eugene Peterson in the Message Bible writes it this way. says, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying, I'm trying to get you to relax and to not be so preoccupied with getting, getting, getting so that you can actually respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way that God works, they fuss over all kinds of things, but you know God and you know how God works. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to steep your life in God reality. God initiative, God provision. And don't worry about missing out. You'll find your everyday human concerns will be met. In the New International Version, the way you might remember this particular passage is, is that Jesus says, seek first God's kingdom 
and all the other stuff in your life, it, it'll, it'll fall into place, so to speak. So we talk about the kingdom. Jesus talked about the kingdom all the time, and we talk about the kingdom often. The, the central message of, of Jesus of Nazareth, when Jesus was walking around some 2,000 years ago, Jesus' message was the kingdom. Remember the first thing Jesus said in his, what, what's called his public ministry, the first time uh, that, that he went public. He said, listen, repent, which means change, change your mind, change the direction of your life for the kingdom of God is here. Like, that is the message. The message was not, stop doing bad things so you can go to heaven one day when you die, or be more moral, or act better, or any of those kinds of things. The, the message was, listen, change your mind, change the direction of your life. You're headed in a, in a, in a, in a, a bad direction, You're a direction that doesn't lead to life. Repent, change directions, because the way of life, God's way of life is here. It's available to you. You can, you, can, you can walk in this. You can experience this. So the kingdom, it, you might interchange the word kingdom for the way of God, or maybe the flow of God, or maybe the way that God intended things to be, or maybe the heart of God. How, any of these things would, would potentially work. The kingdom of God, the way God intended things to be, is here and it's available to you and to me. The heart of God, the life of God, the flow of God is, is here. You can get in on this. Perhaps you could imagine it this way. Consider you have a super wealthy friend who owns one of those 8, 10, 15 million dollar homes down on Britannia or St. Charles. Maybe you even do have one of those rooms. And the thing you know about this friend, because your friend is always having parties and they're always um, inviting you over and they're always inviting all kinds of people over. But, but you, you, you've noticed after hanging out with this friend for some time that this friend not only is incredibly wealthy, but is incredibly generous, always throwing parties, always flipping the bill for, for the parties. But not only that, but is incredibly inclusive. Everyone's always invited to the parties and, and, and people seem to know it. And so when the parties are going on, you've even witnessed this yourself. The parties are happening, and the, the wine is flowing, and, and, the, and the food is just being, it's just coming out uh, uh, tray after tray after tray after tray. And then someone knocks on the door, and it's this ratty, raggedy, homeless person. And your friend opens the door, and they're the one who answers it. And the person says, hey, I'm just, I'm just, looking, I'm just looking for a handout. I'm looking for 50 cents a dollar. And your friend says, uh, I can do much better than that. Why don't you just come on in? Why don't you just come join the party? And now, one day, your friend is going to travel abroad. They're going to go for two years because they can do that. And you can't. So what they say to you is, hey, would you like to stay at my home for the next two years? You don't have to pay a dime. You can let, you can, you can let uh, your rent, you can, you can move out of your place right now. And you can just come live here for two years. But here's the thing. When you do it, I want you to take care of the place exactly like I do. I want you to throw parties. I want you to have a good time. Here's the credit card. I want you to buy the food and I want you to buy the wine. I want you to, to do the whole thing. But I also want you to keep the lawn kept. I want you to take care of the rose garden. 
I want you to take care of the swimming pool. I always want it to be blue and beautiful and chlorinated. I want you to, to, to uh, make sure that you treat everyone the same way I treat people. And you immediately know what that means, right? Because you've been watching your friend. Basically, here's what I want you to do. I want you to run my house for the next two years the exact same way I would run my house. Now consider this for a moment. The world is God's house. Psalm 24 says, The earth belongs to the Lord and everything that's in it, the world and all of its people. Psalm 50, God says this, God says, listen, I don't find faults with your acts of worship, the frequent burnt sacrifices that you people keep offering me. But why would I really ever want your blue ribbon bull or more and more goats from your herds? Every creature in the forest is already mine. The wild animals on all the mountains. I know every mountain bird by name. The scampering field mice, those are my friends. If I get hungry, this is God speaking, do you think I tell you? I don't, I don't. I don't tell you if I get hungry because everything already belongs to me. All of creation and its bounty are mine. Do you think I feast on venison or, 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 or drink the milk of goats? No, no, no. What I want is for you to spread me a praise, a banquet of praise. That's what I'm really after. Serving the high God a feast of kept promises. And call for help when you're in trouble. I'll help you when you honor me. God says, listen, it, it, all, it all belongs to me already. Everything, it's all mine. It's all mine. And all of your, your sacrifices and all of, the, all of this, this, this trying, like you don't, you're mine. You don't, you don't have to, to work for this or anything. It's just, all I'm looking for is just, just turn to me. Just, just look this way. But the whole world is God's. Now, if the whole world is already God's, then what is, what is our place in this, in this whole equation? Might I suggest that the whole world belongs to God and what God is saying to you and what God is saying to me is now. Run the place. Run the place for me. Take care of the place. Just like your friend says, take care of the house. But God would say to us, but do it modeled after me and how I did it. Now, Michael, put that picture on the, on the screen here because keep this in mind. I had to find two so we could get both sides. But the earth is the Lord's. The globe is the Lord's. The world is the, the Lord's. The universe, the galaxies, the whole deal belongs to God. But oftentimes when we think about this, we see the picture on the right in the top left corner, and we recognize the space and the place on the planet where we live. And when we think, okay, this is, this is God's, we think that. But lest we forget it all is God's. And when God says the earth is mine and all of the people in it, God's not just talking about those folks who live in that northwest corner on the right map. You see that? The United States. See, God's, God's saying, no, no, no. Also the people in, in, in that, that central kind of American area and that South American area and then down below in Antarctica and then also in that north whole region and then look over here like this whole this whole there's a whole world on the other side of the world did you realize that i know we do but there is and there's there's africa over there and there's there's the the middle east and then there's russia and there's asia and it's filled with there are seven billion people on the planet 
together we are we are destroying our planet <laughs> all seven billion of us are working very hard at this together to, to tear the thing apart and to tear one another apart and might I suggest that God would say listen it's my house and here's what I'm asking you to do run it like I would if I was there with you in person treat each other all each other the way I would find one another take care of the like, why don't you go after this thing? Our job is to run it and to run it well. Now, all this is, I, I want to tie this together in just a minute. But before I do that, do you guys remember back in October? It was October or November when the fella bought the storage unit on Storage Wars for $500 and he found a safe in it and the safe had $7.5 million in it. Anybody remember that? Did anybody not read that story? Okay, so you know that there's a show called Storage Wars on television, apparently? And people buy storage units where the, the guy who owns the, store, the, the storage place, when people have not paid their storage unit fees, like they forfeit their storage unit and they're, now they're gone, and so he sells their storage units. And so people will, will auction them, they'll, auction, uh, they'll bid on these things. You know, $100, I'll take it for $100, I'll take it for $200, I'll take it for $250, $300. Well, this guy bids $500 and gets a storage unit. And they don't know what's in it. Well, once he's unpacking it, he finds a safe. In that safe were $7.5 million. Now, the story is less fun after that because, one, anyway, you can go read up on the rest of the story. But think of it like this instead. Let's, let's go somewhere with it. How good is God's way of living? How good is the kingdom? I mean, it, it must be pretty good because Jesus is like, listen, change your direction because there's a whole new way of living that's available to you. And I really, really, really want you to get in on it so much so that I want to even add to the whole thing. Like I'm going to actually destroy violence and destroy evil and destroy darkness uh, by by dying on the cross i'm gonna i'm gonna take the power away even from those things like this this way of living is really good how good might it be well it would kind of be like if this guy had known that there was a safe with seven and a half million dollars in it do you think he would have paid more than 500 i mean how much if you knew and no one else did if you knew that there was a safe with $7.5 million in that storage unit, what would you have done to purchase to make sure you won that bid? What would you have done? I mean, I would have, in order to do it, I would have found every way possible to get as much money as I possibly could. I would have sold my house. I would have sold my cards. That wouldn't have helped very much. But I would have sold, like, I would have, I would have, I would have, I would have sold everything. Because if I sold everything, like I think, you know, I think Christy and I, I think we're worth at least like fifty or sixty thousand dollars right now, plus the house that would, you know, and so like we'd at least have, you know, we would. Or what if? Think of it like this: Maybe the kingdom of God, God's way, God's heart, God's flow <laughs> is like your great aunt tells you before she passes. I hid the lotto ticket under the floorboard in my bedroom. And she passes away and the house actually slips away and it goes up for auction 
And a few days later, the lotto numbers are released. And the lotto, it was the $4 million jackpot. I mean, the $40 million. Let's go with the $400 billion. How big do you want it to be? How big did that lotto get? Remember that one? It was like $40 billion. That's the ticket she hid under the floorboard. And now her house is going up for sale. It's in a, the house is in a terrible neighborhood. I mean, you probably don't want to live there, right? Are you going to do everything you can to buy the house? <laughs> I am. And Jesus would say, listen, that's what the kingdom is like. Jesus actually said it like this. He said, the kingdom of God is like a man who was trespassing on a field and came across hidden treasure. So he took the hidden treasure. He moved it to a different part of the field. He dug a new hole and he buried it. Then he left, he sold everything he had, and then he went to the owner of the field and said, I want to buy your field for three times what it's worth. And the owner says, well, absolutely. And he buys the field. The kingdom of God is like the merchant who collected rare gems and comes across the pearl, the greatest, most beautiful, most expensive pearl he had ever seen. And he goes out and sells everything else he has and he goes and buys that pearl. Jesus says, this is what the kingdom is like. This is what God's way of living is like. This is what God's reality is like. But here's the thing when it comes to God's reality. There's the part of realizing it. God's reality is like that. But there's the second part. I can recognize it all day long, but until I actually move on it, until I actually move towards selling off the stuff that keeps me from being able to purchase the field, until I, until I move towards selling off the stuff that keeps me from purchasing the pearl, until I move towards selling off the stuff that hinders me and inhibits me from being able to purchase my great aunt's until I am willing to sell that stuff off, I can't really experience more of the fullness of this life that God is offering. Chances are, it's January 5th. Chances are you've already thought about this. What do I want this year to look like? You know, with resolutions or goals and, and all those things are good. I mean, go for it. I ran today for the first time in forever. And those, those are good things. But for us, I, I wonder if we could narrow it down. Because if you're anything like me, you write goals. And then next, <laughs> next year at Advent, December rolls around. And then we get to Christmas. And then January 1st rolls around. And we look back at our old goals. And we're like, mm, dang it. <laughs> hey, one out of 11 is not bad. What if we just had one thing this year? between you and the Holy Spirit, between you and the divine, one thing that you're kind of like, you know what? Here is, here is an area that I, and, and you don't just generate this out of your own brain. Maybe this is something where you spend the next seven days before we get back together and worship again, just asking the Holy Spirit, what would, what would, what would it be? What's that one thing? What, what is that thing that maybe this year we press into more? That, that, that part of the kingdom. What, what is that space or place in your life that doesn't look very much? You're, you're not living it very much like it's God's world, and, 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 and maybe that's the thing that the Spirit of God's breathing on. You know, I mean, you've already thought about some of the things like new diets and new exercise and new reading plans and all these goals, but, but what about 
What about the kingdom? Maybe for some, and, and this is kind of how, what, what would that one thing, maybe for some of you it's being less lazy and, and, less lazy and more proactive in, in helping others and moving towards others and moving out of selfishness and towards selflessness. For others, maybe it's being less assertive and less helpful and learning how to take better care of yourself, affording yourself rest. Maybe for you it's practicing solidarity with others, or maybe it's practicing peace and the ways of peace. Maybe for some it's advocating for the poor or for immigrants or for refugees. I mean, maybe there's this deep thing within you that the Spirit of God is pulling you toward. And listen, all of these things are good and needed by all of us, but you, you can only tackle so many things at one time. So what would, what would that... Maybe it's focusing on being more present to your children this year. Or maybe it's laying down grudges and laying down anger and practicing forgiveness more intently. For me, I sense that, the, so I came up with one word, just as an example. And uh, I have no idea, honestly, how I came up with this one word other than the fact that I was walking my neighborhood like I so often do. And the word locality just that kind of burned itself in, in my, my soul. Lo locality. And I was like, locality? Locality? What is, like, and I, I really sense that this year, the one thing that I want to cooperate, and you're doing this in cooperation with the divine, okay? This is not just, but is to cooperate with God and what it really looks like to be more firmly rooted and grounded in my home, in my neighborhood, in my community. Knowing people. Not just knowing their names, but learning to know people here in our community of faith, but in our larger mid-city community. This is the space and the place that I feel like God's placed us and, and placed me. And so what does that look like to cooperate with God more intentionally in that, in that arena? And so what might it be? What is that, what is that thing this year? You know, what, what would it look like to live more intently moving towards and within the flow with God? Living in God's house. Moving to continue learning and cooperating with ordering God's house according to God's purposes. What would that look like for you in your life? So that would be my, my challenge to you this week, my, 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 my push to you, my, my encouragement to you. Holy Spirit, what, what, what is it? Where, where, what are you doing here with me? For some of you, you already you already know it. You're like, oh yeah, I feel like God's really been pushing, pushing that. That's that's that that's that area. That's that that's that rub. That's something I want more of. I want to cooperate more with God. For others of you, you might have to, to soul search it a little bit more. So why don't we take just a, a minute here? I'm going to give us a moment of silence, and then I'm going to invite us to pray together, and then we'll go about our way. Thank you.